Yeah. Did you get the with that we panic so you don't have to? <laughs> Did we do all that? Did yeah. I miss that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that happened. Okay. Just, just say good night, Joe. Good night, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. All right, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Disaster Dads. Hey, see, we can just start whenever. There needs to be no warning for anybody. Uh, we're glad that you're able to join us and um, listen to us on this, uh, well, whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. So whatever that is, give us a good rating. Give us a star. Let us know how you're feeling. And uh, if you have any prospects for uh, sponsorship or anything that you'd like to do, just hit us up and our business manager will forget that you exist and uh, we'll track you down later. So. We'll, we'll hit that up. Uh, remember, you can track us down for all those propositions via Disaster Dads on the Twitters and Disaster Dads on the Facebook. Um, so now that that's all out of the way, uh, I, not a lot a lot going on for the dads this week, but we did all have uh, some news articles or whatever. It's This is, again, as Dan will say, all of our weeks are loosey-goosey whenever we tape these. But um, uh, I do not believe I use the term loosey-goosey. I think you do. In private, you do. We're just trying to get you on the record to, to officially endorse Lucy Goosey. Um, but yeah, so this week, uh, we will start off with some of the biggest news that's out there. Um, Robin's Astros won baseball. Finally, they won baseball. They won the sports yeah. ball. They, they won, won the sports, the sports ball. ball. First time in franchise history, 56 years. Took the Dodgers to seven, Ugh. gave us multiple heart attacks. Fifty-six <laughs> years, amateurs. You're n- and, and that was if you if you like baseball, that was probably one of the best World Series there yes. was with all the lead changes. Game two was incredible, followed by Game five, which was even better. Yeah. Um, and Wait. damn my migraines, I missed like three of those games because of that. Yeah, the only thing that would have made the series better was if real teams were playing in it. But it was really good. Really <laughs> well, good. you your team can buy its way in next year like they do every time. Oh, I, I think like that. I oh, wish they did that every good. time. I wish they did every time. <laughs> I think this was just an American League conspiracy. That's how you guys won because you were in the National League for how many years? And then you switched. Hey, that's Bud Selig's fault. Fuck Bud Selig. Well, Indeed. Maybe yeah. not, but uh, so <laughs> maybe not. It's been it's been since nineteen ninety. So this was now. <laughs> stay on track, focus, guys, focus. Um, so Have you met us. That's true. Um, you know, it's been nineteen ninety five. So over like twenty two years since the last championship parade in Houston. That was when the the Rockets won uh, their last title. So at that last parade, there was uh, when they did the parade on Friday, the previous one had like 500,000 people there. This one, um, they predicted about 700,000 and they they did a final tally of about a million people all moving into downtown Houston. Now, if y'all are familiar with Houston, one of the problems is. We don't have a mass transit system. We don't have a good. We have we have metro. We have uh, you know the buses and stuff like that. We don't really have a good system though for moving that many people in. They were Washington trying to, doesn't either. That's true. <laughs> um, but what they told everybody was like, you know, don't don't try and drive in. We're going to be closing off all the roads, everything like that. Go and use the light rail that we have. Go and use the buses. 
and they showed aerial shots of lines just wrapped around the parking lots at the park and ride, stuff like that. So there were people after a while, about 15 minutes to the start of the parade, they started telling them at the transit sites, just go home and go watch it on TV because you're not going to make it over Jesus there. H. Yeah. Um, they actually expanded the route out to make it uh, uh, get to, to so more people could see it. Originally, I think it was um, uh, 10 square blocks, and they moved it to 16 square blocks or something like that. Wait, the whole uh, parade was only 10 blocks? Yeah. Okay. Uh, through, through downtown, you know, the downtown part of Houston. Yeah. Um, 10 blocks doesn't then, seem like a big parade to me. It doesn't, but you could pack a lot of people in that area, and even then, they still expanded it out. It was like they did a they did a giant rectangle, um, and then followed it up with this like rally thing. But the crazy thing was, they packed all those people in there. It was, uh, you know, I know if you're you could see this. Everybody else on the pod is is wearing long sleeves and uh, is probably nice and chilly and stuff like that. We've got the AC going here. It's still 80 degrees outside. And the day of the parade at the time, it was um, like 88 with a humidity of about 90%. So HFD was running uh, running out mass cat or notifying out for mass casualty uh, events because people falling out from heat exhaustion. Um, it was just a mess. So that, that was kind of my, you know, we had friends that took their kids down there. Mine were not feeling well and stayed home that day. That That's kind of our, that was kind of our uh, side disaster for the city. Houston was not, you know, how do you get prepared on short notice after winning the game on Wednesday, yeah. getting prepared for a parade like that on Friday? Well, you know, what you should try to do is maybe uh, one of these years host a Super Bowl so you can get some prep on working with lots of people and, <laughs> And how to handle all that. I think that could come. We, handy. Yeah, we kind of did. And what we found was most of those people didn't come into downtown. <laughs> True. These were all, yeah. those were all out of towners that came in and stayed at hotels and stuff like that, as opposed to the, uh, the actual city all trying to cram in. So you have the fourth largest city in the nation all trying to cram into a, a you know, 16 square blocks. Yeah. I, I went up to the Boston World Series parade after the Sox won in 04 and similar situation where it was the first time in a long time 86 years not this 56 <laughs> amateur hour crap but anyway uh, uh, your misery when, uh, is worse now and- when we went up to when they actually ended up doing it on a Thursday instead of on a Friday or a Saturday if I remember correctly entirely to try and cut down on, and they did it at like nine in the morning to try and cut down mm-hmm. on the amount of people that were there and drunk people that were there. Unfortunately, this was in Boston. So doing it at 9am on a Thursday didn't really seem to affect either of those things at all. Um, and, uh, but it was, you know, it was a nice try. It was an a for effort on the part of BPD to uh to try and do that but yeah no it was a it was a total madhouse that that yeah. parade went through the whole city it wasn't just a 10 block you know amateur hour thing but you know with duck boats <laughs> and they went across the river and everything it was really cool but anyway but it's not important but the, the point being that yeah those are big events yeah yeah the uh the philly parade for the phillies in 08 when they won uh we took mass transit in which was much more reliable than i think the systems were used to where we live um and they just packed people on the train. It was a free train ride. Once the train was full, 
coming in from like the northeast area, we just went straight down to Center City, and the parade went from City Hall, right in the middle of the city, and went that went south on Broad Street to the stadiums, and it was packed end to end of the street and down every side street, like people on shoulders and up on lamp posts and everything. Cool. It was bonkers. Um, and again, that was also nine in the morning. Um, that was also on Halloween. Uh, I went up for that. My wife picked on me because we had just moved in the house and she's like, you're going to miss our first Halloween. I was like, the Phillies just won the World Series. Halloween will be around next year. This won't be. <laughs> I'm leaving. I left the house at 530, got to my friend's house at 8. We were on the train and downtown by by parade start but yeah those parades are bonkers go to one and be done it was i mean it was a cool thing you probably y'all probably saw it on uh twitter one of the the incidents that happened there was a one of the parking garages that looked over at this lady from like the eighth floor of the parking garage dropped her hat and everybody was tossing it up level to level um which was a really cool thing to see of everybody working together and everything but i just sat there i was uh in my office streaming on a couple of uh couple of screens just looking for idiots that were going to cause trouble that were going to end up in the hospital. So (laughs) I sat there all the time kind of with bated breath of, oh, crap. Which one's going to be my PR nightmare? Yeah, which, yeah. I look at everybody that way. (laughs) I probably people look at me as their PR nightmare, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You embrace me, though. That's good. No, Houston, Houston, uh, deserves it that a good i don't watch the sports ball and so uh i should say i used to watch the sports ball but now i feel so out of it i haven't watched a single professional sporting game at all since the girls were born so i should i blame the girls but it's probably just more me but uh but i heard it was a good game there was a lot of people that were rooting for the astros because they're essentially anyone but the dodgers which i didn't realize the dodgers had that kind of um, and yeah, they just love or hate out there. Yeah, well, sp- yeah, especially like in the DC area, because you know they, but taking out the you know the Nats and everything like that. So, yeah, so <laughs> so it was good. So yeah, and then said- we then we got all of eighteen hours before we went from the highest of highs of them winning to the lowest of lows of Deshaun Watson tearing up his knee. So, so long, Texans. But how the Oilers doing? <laughs> they beat the. Who did they play today? The Whalers. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> oh God! Now I can't get that Futurama song out of. <clears throat> We're Whalers on the moon. Da, da, da. Um, Don't make me start God, playing Bryce Bonanza. It'll come back to me when I. It's even more inappropriate. You can uh, cut that out of the pod. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, cool. Well, congrats to you and all the other uh, Houstonites, Houstonians. 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 Y'all deserved a good win. It was a good game, from what I hear. Twitter was exploding about it. That's how I was watching it. I think yeah. it was actually seven games, Eric. But it yeah. yeah, it was seven. Oh, really? It's that many these days? <laughs> yeah. That was just best of one. Oh, well, anyways, it was still still fun to watch on the Twitters and know that he's They sports better than the sporting team from the <laughs> other city. Tell you what, though, it is tough with the West Coast World Series for those of us on the oh, East Coast, bro. even if we want to watch a game, to uh, hang in there. Okay. Yeah. I still do the math of growing up. Like, you see the time of a TV show or whatever, and you subtract two, and that's when you're 
it's going to be on at your, you know, your uh, station. I used nothing ever. I always hated it when TV would advertise things at, you know, nine Eastern time. Well, why don't you think about the rest of the country? There's more than just the East Coast. <clears throat> but now exactly. that I'm here, I'm really happy but, that <clears throat> yeah. I don't have to do math. <laughs> Back in the day, I remember them advertising, you know, eight, eight Eastern, nine Central or whatever. Yeah. But. Or I always felt bad for the West Coast people. It was like live on the East Coast and then um, it was tape delayed in the West Coast. You ever like those? Yeah. You know. I'm trying to do the math on Ro- on uh, Rob's there. Wouldn't it be eight Eastern, seven Central? Well, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, first off, I got to say when when we when we moved to DC though, that was the weird thing for me was then like the local news would come on at eleven o'clock. Like, yeah. what the hell is this? Like, what? Eric oh. still watches Netflix two hours behind us. <laughs> if only two hours I'm a couple years behind I'm catching up <laughs> that was funny he gets in Montana subtitles I don't care who you are that's funny right there. <laughs> um, speaking of the clock screw you daylights daylight saving daylight uh, savings time whatever you may be mm-hmm. but With, whatever farmer you were or whatnot, the, I've read the stories some whatever 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 None of those guys ever had kids that came <clears throat> up with this dumbass idea to change clocks. Screw Just you, Ben saying. Franklin. Well, they had kids, but those kids worked in the fields with them, so they didn't give a shit. Child labor laws got me again. <laughs> but it's been, I don't know about your day, but ours has just been bonkers. It's, it's oh, no, ours, ours was fine. The kids slept in for an fine. extra hour, and then they got up and they were really quiet. And no. I just of course not. We were up at it. zero five thirty, and they were pains in the ass all day. Yeah, see, the youngest has been—I don't know. She's—it seems like she's been sick for almost like two months, but she's been waking up about six o'clock on a normal day. So today it was like five four forty-five, and it's like no, no, this is not how this works. You know, it's still dark out, very dark, and. I don't know. The older one kind of gets it, and you can just lock her in her room. But the younger one doesn't. She just screams louder and louder, and it just makes things worse. Our younger one was up at 6.30 today and decided to take a nap for about 45 minutes to an hour in the car this afternoon. For the, and she, this is the first she's taken a nap in about a year and a half. So I think she's still awake upstairs. I was going to say, your youngest didn't like to nap even when she needed to nap. Like, Yeah. She she learned how to crawl out of the crib to get out, open the door, and come out and greet you. I believe pretty pretty much, yeah. Yes, yeah. So no. So anyway, just so late because mine of it in preteen, so they kind of they slept in until about eight. <laughs> about eight. <laughs> Is it weird to say that you have preteens? Like yes. they're going to be teenagers soon? Yes. I just My can't even process is- that. My oldest is going into junior high next year. Oh, it's sixth grade, but it's still junior high for their or for what they're doing. So to say, you know, he's going into junior high next year. God, that's so just wrong. I, I was thinking about I was thinking about uh, you and Rob uh, when we carved pumpkins because we all lived in the complex together on Halloween. Like, like we could all walk to each other's apartments through a parking garage, a parking lot. And I just remember mm-hmm. like all getting together and uh, you had the dogs and. And we like carved pumpkins. Like that was the Halloween we did for a while. It's just those days are long gone. But yep. we were so young then. 
<laughs> also, screw you, Facebook, for showing me those young pictures. Hey, flashback yeah. nine years. Oh, I know, right? It's like, God. I, I, it makes me think I have three children and I just ate one of them, which is why I'm so big. I don't know. That's one of the best pictures I have is from is of Megan and and Caden is from y'all's wedding. Your, Eric, your wedding. Yeah. At that um, chateau or mansion or whatever the hell it yeah. was. It's now owned by the county. Yeah. It, it, like I think we were one of the last events there, and then it got. Uh, um, they quit paying their bills and got repossessed. <laughs> repossessed. I don't know. Nice. That. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> but he was like, what? You know, he was like eight months old at the time or something. So, no, he yeah. was older than that. He was, was like, he older than that? I thought. Trent. I like, like how I know how old your kid was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't. It wasn't. He was. He was older than that. I can't remember how. That was so. I mean, it was nine years ago. Yeah. But. But yeah. So, anyways. Um, I, the, the clock has been killing me today. I just had to say that. I so know basically, it. this is the Holy Crap World podcast. Got it. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> but again, have you met us? That's pretty much how it rolls. You're going to uh, hear this same rant in uh, the springtime when we have to set the clocks forward. <laughs> well, but you know, we say we set the clocks. I only have to change three clocks. Yep. Microwave, refrigerator, and car. That's it. Well, my car does it itself. Oh, serious? Uh, yeah, mine yeah. does too. And mine does. And when mine we does. were and Dan, your refrigerator. Who's got? Did I say refrigerator? Yeah, you, you said. Yeah, you did. Oh, no. <laughs> Stove. Stove. Did you mean yes. your oven? Yeah, Stove. Yeah, my yeah. oven. You had to change yeah. the one on the hot box, not the one on the cold box. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't remember that part. You mean the Ice Man didn't do that for you? Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> No, you can get a you can get a refrigerator with a, all that kind of stuff in it. I like the ones that they've been advertising. And Dan, when you go do some work, you can get one that's got a camera on the inside. So, just keep that in mind. So you can look at it through an app on your phone to see what, actually what's in the refrigerator. Who? Well, I'm telling I'm you, I'm not right mad now, at that idea gets, at all. <clears throat> whoever gets the refrigerator that's going to self-order stuff, I'm going to hack it and order someone Bud Light for like months. <laughs> I promise. All right, then. That's good to know. Good to know. That, Pro tip from be, Rob. That'll be my revenge <laughs> for whoever sent me the AARP uh, mailing list. Ah. No one sent it to you. It's just you're at that age. I mean, no, no one signed you up for anything. That's... Well, some one, one of you five is due for revenge from me, so <laughs> whatever. It's I mean, con- I think more than, more than one of us uh. is probably due for revenge from you. For any number of things, but not maybe not necessarily for that. For that one. Now I'll find some. Whoever's yeah. the it's kind of <laughs> like got the pictures on a dartboard. He's just gonna throw a dart at it. <laughs> it's like yeah. from what's that Adam Sandler movie? It's like Billy Madison where he calls that guy from high school and he's like, "Hey, sorry, I was a jerk." He's like, "Oh, no problem." Hangs up, turns around to the wall, and it's like list of people <laughs> to kill, and he crosses his name off the list. You Nobody know. else saw Billy Madison for Christ's oh, sake. Oh yes, it's yes, been a while. I know exactly what you're talking ago. about. I know, Joe. Yeah. You haven't seen Billy Madison? No. Joe, leave the podcast yeah. right now and go watch Billy Just Madison. Watch it. You have. So I mean, don't tempt me. Do. Movie review. Yeah. How about you just leave the podcast? If I find out you didn't watch Billy Madison, tell me you didn't see Happy Gilmore. I've seen Happy Gilmore. Okay. okay. You can stay for another week. 
<laughs> Damn it. Don't you want to get in the <laughs> hole? I keep trying to get kicked off this podcast. I know. Well, you're home. You're, doing, you're, you're trying pretty hard, but you still answer every time we call. Home? <laughs> we'll just start sending you. Well, you know, you are near a golf course, <clears throat> so we'll give you some crocodiles. And <laughs> get that all it, was an, it was an alligator. Uh, my apologies, yes, alligator. With, with one eye. <laughs> so... Um, well, cool. Uh, so we covered Houston sports balls. Oh, Rob, you said you had something that you ran across that was a. Because I don't have a good transition for any of this stuff. Oh, well, actually, <laughs> it is it is sports ball related, and I I apologize for the for the voice. I'm getting over something and <clears throat> had a long day out in the mountains. But anyway, uh, I want is to that credit code my for name. something. Have no, you we been were drinking really, all day. You hike. Were you hiking the Appalachian Trail? Uh, actually, yes, we were. Oh, jeez. We were we were nice. on a part of it in uh, out in Shenandoah. <laughs> Went up to uh, the highest point in Shenandoah Mountains. Which wow! Is like, what twelve feet? What are you going to do when Mrs. Rob finds out about that? Four thousand <laughs> eleven feet high. Dude, otherwise hey, known man. as a hill. I can't yes. think about that. Hey, the the three and the five year old bolted up and they were having a blast. Um, yeah, because anyway, it took them about six seconds to get to the top. Pretty much, yeah. And then once we carried down, hey, stop knocking the largest uh, ski resort in the area. <laughs> yeah. So I want to credit my uh, neighbor Andy. Uh, he he was one of our he was our live audience back on episode two, I think. Oh yeah. Uh, he had he had posted a kind of. Oh, the creeper that was sitting behind me? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that guy. He uh, he posted an article today (laughs) that focused on um, prepping your kids and basically being a decent uh, role model for them. And if if you can't do it, then finding someone who will, basically, of of a father figure for various things. What it's based on, the article, is a uh, Calvin and Hobbes series from 1990, I think. And... For the record, it is if you have the books, it is page ninety-six of Scientific Progress goes boink. And basically what happens is Calvin finds himself the only boy on the playground. He's like, Hey, I got to swing myself. This is awesome. Finds out all the boys are playing baseball. Well, he doesn't really like baseball. He's not into it. He doesn't really understand it and how the rules are. And he gets pressured into signing up to play. Um his dad in the strip kind of tries to go out and help him with the uh, with some skills. That fails miserably. He takes a ball in the face, gets a bloody nose for the rest of the day. The, uh, the PE teacher, the gym teacher, is is no help. He's like, yeah, go play left field. Go, go deep left field. Um, so the poor kid has no knowledge of the game, is pressured into playing, and then none of the, the adults or the father figures are helping him in any way. So the article goes on to say it's basically like, know what your kid's interested in you should probably get interested in too and help them out and you know if the kid's interested in a sport that you don't know something about make sure that coach is going to be the good teacher that they should be so basically just kind of do a part check on your kids and their interest and help them out That's a good i don't idea. know it seems kind of weak sauce to me but uh yes <laughs> if you want to be interested in your kid you want to go that route <laughs> 
I think it. Would... No, I think that's. I think that's a really good, uh, really good point. And anything that can be made referencing any point that can be made referencing Calvin and Hobbes is probably a valid point to be made. Yeah, and the art, the the writer did go into that. You know, when he's reading this, he kind of felt the same way. You know, his his dad wasn't the best uh, teacher, we'll say. And he, this, so this guy related to this series pretty well. And as I'm reading it, I'm thinking about like. You know, my brother and I got into playing hockey because my dad was watching hockey. Well, he knew a lot about it. He would take us out and show us how to pull off different tricks and, you know, tell us the rules of the game. So I came at it from a different perspective of now I got the whole being bullied and pressured into doing something you don't want to do. I mean, that was me in grade school. Yeah. Um, I was the little scrawny kid that had to keep up or, you know, tried his best to keep up. Um, but then on the flip side, you know, I had this father figure and teacher that was there to to show us the ropes of at least what he knew and if and if he didn't know the answer um he either made it up and we didn't know the difference or or he found the answer for us it's those those made up answers are the best answers um and i would i would say no secret out of weird father childhood issues but um it could go the other way too like uh, my dad was really trying so hard to get involved in things with me that he then pushed me out because it was no fun. Like he became the head coach and then would always try to put me in there over other kids because he was trying to compensate for other issues that he was doing. So it's like there's that balance that can be made in there. Like participate, but don't smother. Did I get dark? That's a good no. Everyone, I mean, everyone got I mean, quiet. No, I mean, yeah, I've, you know, I've coached my kids since they were, you know, three when they first started playing like, you know, YMCA soccer and stuff like that. And they're on a, um, you know, a tri-team that's that's coached and ran by their mom. And so we're constantly engaged in their sports life. And that's it's a hard balance when you're a parent to try and encourage but not smother. And then also when you're coaching is trying to identify those other kids that need encouragement that it's not smothering and you're trying to balance how are you developing these kids that are not yours and at the same time being a parent to your kids yeah and this and the other thing i got from the article was you know we've seen this i'll call it a stereotype basically but you know the the parent didn't have a good experience with their attempt at a sport so now they're pushing their kid to you know Dad wasn't a great baseball player and didn't get his chance, so now he's going to make sure his kid is getting into baseball. And it, you know, if the kid Levar doesn't like Bistrom. it, yeah, if the kid's not into it, stop pushing because you know everybody's going to end up miserable from what I can see. I'm really I'm prepping myself on ballet right at this moment. Uh, that seems to be the the oldest one's um, uh, strongest inclination and so I'm actually learning what some of the difference you know first position second I can't do them I can barely touch my toes but <laughs> I'm at least but, trying to off got dropped here because he could talk to you all night about ballet yeah yeah I can see but my toes the point is at least you're 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 being a supportive parent and you know, you don't know the answers. You, I, I would pay big money to watch you do some of the moves. I'm sure we all would. But there's there's know. some of those father father daughter ballet things that I'm prepping myself for. And if I'm going to do it, just be prepared. I'm going whole hog. I'm going to be wearing. There's the there's got to be some be... disaster dad's fundraiser money we can get going. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> I will go. The, I will we'll go all to town with all that cameras and everything. Yeah, but at least you're showing support. You're you're learning what she's learning as well and what she likes. And yeah, you're not going to teach her ballet, but I would hope you're making sure that the teachers they have are not you know yeah. kind of crazy and just nurturing them and encouraging them instead of being yeah crazy pushovers it's sort of related but not really so um the youngest does a it's a thing called music together it's like yeah it's just you play a bunch of instruments and run around for an hour and the kids just kind of get to learn rhythm and all those kind of things anyways i do it like, like every other day concert say what it's like a grateful dead concert yeah. play a bunch yeah. of instruments and run around and <laughs> bunch of kids that look like they're drunk running around yeah it's just because they can't walk um but so i'll i'll do it every other weekend and then my wife does it the other or every other one so we swap out and she said she went to do one and there was a, a dad there that was in a in his you know suit and he wasn't supposed to be there and he made some comment about you know things went awry my wife got sick i haven't done one of these before and he made the comment to her as they're walking out and i thought this was hilarious and she told me about it later she's like so have you seen Mad Men and when Don Draper does the yoga thing that's kind of how I felt here like you know you go you're trying to get the spirit you know trying to if he felt out of place but he's like it's really good though I feel weird but like I should be here type of thing so dads go to do your yoga thing and you can become Don Draper and come up with the next coke slogan so I'm trying to get Dan back because, of course, he'll probably want to say. So what should we talk about? So he'll never listen to this episode. Um, there's got to be yeah. stuff we could put in there. Or we're all just too nice. Nah, now we got nothing. We, we can yeah, only, we can only yeah. pick <laughs> we can only pick on him to his face. Hmm. I, like I mean, that. that's the that's the gentlemanly thing to do. That seems the fair and just thing to do yeah. is pick on him when he's <laughs> right there. So uh, since he isn't here. So that who's got Joe? You have Dan's helmet. No, Dan has Dan, my Dan helmet. Your, oh, then never mind. The joke works the other way around. So when you hang right. up, Joe, we'll get this figured out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Well played. Well played. Yeah. Um. But no, also, I'm glad you talked about Calvin and Hobbes, Rob, because I haven't looked at my Calvin and Hobbes for quite a while. So, I've got. I have the collection. And now you can buy like the nice leather bound sets. I don't have I don't have that, but I've got all the other ones mixed up. But I did just find a in my Calvin and Hobbes to look for the the one you're referencing. I found a, a Senate chamber pass from Max Bacchus from the 107th Jeez. Congress. So nice. The now is he still? No, he's not an ambassador to China anymore. But um, yeah. It was kind of funny. It's like, of all the places, that's when you know that I've gone geeky. I have that in my... I have that in my Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. I had a couple of those passes from not how long ago, but I don't no. remember who they were from. Calvin and Hobbes is a good one to uh, to always break out again and, and yeah. check out. All right, is Eric done talking about his childhood? Yeah, we're moving on. We're moving okay. on. It was a short conversation. <laughs> Fair enough. There we go. Now you and your newsy beanie are back. <sighs> Someday. Um, well, cool. So everyone, check out Cameron Hobbs. There are a lot of life lessons in there beyond just the one that uh, that Rob talked about. And you it, either, you can either be Calvin uh, or try to figure out how to be Calvin's dad with a Calvin. 
so it, and it is very interesting like i mean i read these when they came out and i'm not even gonna try to figure out how old i was but go back and read them now as an adult and they are some of them get kind of interesting and a little on a dark deep side there are a lot of things like that like things that you you know we were talking about like goonies or those kind of things that may not hold up later that do kind of hold up yeah but uh, they, common, no but some of them they, you get you start to get the jokes now like i mean uh, since we talked about it a little bit so top gun you know watched that a lot as a kid but watch when i first watched it as kind of a grown up i was like oh i got a lot more jokes now this is funnier i get it and calvin and Hobbes is like you, there's certain novels you can go back you know classics and read and you get a different message out of it or a different interpretation out of it each time yeah. that, that's that's the way calvin and Hobbes is i feel like it is it is good literature that depending on where you are in life mm-hmm. you're going to get a different message out of it or interpret it in different ways for better or for worse. Yeah. You know, um, uh, Watterson, he did like some un, he did some ghost cartooning for something. I can't remember what oh, yeah. it was, but like it came out that, he, oh yeah, he drew these couple of frames. It was one of those <clears throat> random comic strips too. The, um, is it the pig one? Yeah. Pearls Before Swine. Pearls I think he did it for Swine. Foxtrot. He, it was like this weird crossover week that the comic yeah. strips were doing yeah. and he did a couple of runs. That was interesting. So, do they, uh, not having the newspaper, is there still comics in a newspaper? Like on Sunday, is there still like a big comic spread on Sundays? It's nothing like what we grew up with. I mean, yeah. everything's... Everything's like, online. So everything's crap here. Just say it, Rob. Everything's worse. <laughs> yeah. In my day, we had 14-page comics. It was great. We did. But then there was like the two pages of weird stuff, like Prince Valiant and Apartment, whatever, whatever. My mom would always read the Prince Valiant. That was the one comic strip she wanted to get, and I I didn't, to this day, sorry, Mom, I still don't understand. Never got it. Yeah. It was, you know, the ages we were reading the comics, there was way too many words on those panels. Yeah, there was small writing. There was a lot of color. (laughs) Sorry. Oh. I'll cut that out. Maybe, if I remember. Um, yeah. Speaking of, and uh, I think my mom was going to listen to us on her way back. I hope your trip to Hawaii was good, Mom. The day my mom took off to go to Hawaii, like eight inches of snow. So Well-timed. In Hawaii? In on that. Yeah, yes, in Hawaii. in Hawaii. That's crazy. I know. Um, so, I appreciate that. Thanks for signing up for that too, Joe. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. So, uh, um, and then I think you had an article, Dan, that you wanted to talk about. Oh, God, did I? If yeah, I did, I lost it. You had something on the manliness. Uh, oh, right. I need to go find that again. Go to somebody else and come back to me. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have anybody else. Yeah, you know, no, that was it. the closing article. Um, yeah. I did. I did. So, listeners, we were trying to figure out, you know, some of us listen to a podcast that just talks about news items. People send in crazy things. So if you have crazy stuff, family, whatever related, send it in to us because we can always talk about it. But I was like, hey, find an article about family, dads, whatever, and we can we can chat about it. So I did a Google search for you know news hits that just had father disasters in it, and one came up a guy who who became known as the father of streamlining. Apparently. He, uh, you know, the super streamlined uh, locomotive engines, the one that that 
look like they should go 6,000 miles per hour, but they're still steam-powered from the, um, I don't know, early early 50s or so. No one? No one? Anyways. I do. Yeah, yeah like the, uh, the Santa Fe Chief or the high... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm the so, nerd. So he, I know what you're talking about. <clears throat> I, well, I appreciate that. So You also, like, sort of work in that industry, sort of. Well, that's true. Yeah. And so he... This was he was born today, I believe, it was, and um, so that's why this all came up. But he, so he did those streamlining of those engines, and, and he did some car design work. But he also helped design Skylab, and um, uh, oh. the, the 1962 version of Air Force One. I'm just looking it up. 62, I think it was. Yeah. So um, he he was 92 and died in 1986. But I just think it's funny, like. Does you know came up with the designs for this super futuristic looking railroad engine and um, Greyhound bus those all of those kind of things and it said he designed popcorn machines and sewing machines all these different things and then he also designed Skylab just you know to round out his his you know body of work he's, <clears throat> he's got a full transportation portfolio going I like yeah it. no kidding. <laughs> Um, but I just I thought that was interesting. So the random stuff you have set up for Google alerts that comes up. So um, the father of streamlining, born on this day, died in 1986 at 92. Worked on Skylab. So that was that was my random news. And nothing more to talk about other than just I'm fascinated by how how do you a try to think of that kind of stuff and then how do you get yourself hooked up into to uh, <laughs> hooked up into uh, Skylab. And thank you, Robin. I appreciate that. You will hear this on the audio. You heard the clicking. That was Robin being snarky. And yes, I do find this kind of stuff interesting. So shove it. Hey, did just you... sending out thoughts and prayers, man. <laughs> so, uh, Dan, did you find your article? Gotta feel for the family to lose somebody that many years ago. Well, yeah, I mean, and this is something that we could probably yes. turn into. A... Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go for it. Go for it. Well, this is just something that I'm starting to do um, at home for my office, <clears throat> which is, or not for my office, for myself when I'm at my office, which is the idea of a get home bag, which is something, just a kit you keep in your office for those of us that rely on mass transit to get home uh, in the event of some type of catastrophic event in your city. Uh and your normal routes of transportation, your subway, commuter rail, et cetera, are out, um, making sure you just have just enough in your office to be able to get yourself home. Uh, so I'm in the process of finalizing mine. It's actually right here. Oh. So this is going to be it. It's very trendy looking. Well, that, so that's part of the thought process, which I found kind of interesting, is that it blends in. Right. You don't want to have a really high-speed bag with a bunch of gear hanging off of it because that, in a disaster situation, makes you a target of opportunity. Uh, so that's like a $20 shoulder bag you can get off Amazon uh, and is going to have some old-school paper maps. Do you have cash? Uh, yes, I have cash. <laughs> Well, let's see. Okay, that's good. Um, so, ooh, this could be like 20 questions. So what else do you have in there? Do you have uh, medications that you may need? No. No. Oh, okay. 
uh, and socks, like socks. regular shoes, socks, those types of things. Yeah, I have a change of clothes in my office of stuff that you would want to wear because I wear suit and tie and dress shoes pretty much to work every day. Yeah. Um. So yes, I have a change of clothes. Do you have a spare set of keys? That's something I've been thinking of because I leave my keys in the car, but if I can't get to my car, like the parking garage is locked or whatever. Wait, like wait, wait, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. You leave your keys in your car? Yeah, the house keys. They're locked in the glove compartment. You don't keep all your keys together? No. Is this a bad thing? Well, <laughs> it sounds, you know, it sounds your, weird. Just, your car registration that's in your glove box has your address on it. Yeah. So if somebody hey, swipes luck, your car, like finding which key it is, but if that's your security saying, system yeah. that you're relying on, <laughs> after yeah, they've broken into your car, broken into your glove box, and gotten your keys and your home address, is good luck figuring out which of seven keys <laughs> it's yeah. going to be. What do you have a janitor's key ring? That could, I mean, that could take a full eight minutes. Which is plenty of time. Plenty of time to put in my furball defense mechanism. No, for the most part, the fob stays in like, uh, you know, in the jacket. And then because I always have to, uh, I mean, I forget them at the office when I have to take them in because I have to leave them to go. I just don't want to deal with them going through all the security stuff for like going to the meetings and whatever. So I just leave them in the car. So I will modify that. You're going to go through security and take the stuff out of your pocket. So you're already taking your car fob, oh, no, your that car stays, key out. That stays in. That stays in. Um, is there too much. Too much. Over it? That stays you take in your the, phone and your wallet out as you go through security. That's all I bring with me. Yeah. So what? The, you, the key fobs. Okay. The key fob for the car stays in like the jacket that I wear to go there or whatever. Not like the suit so, jacket. Put your house keys in your pocket with your phone, and just it's one handful. It's just too much. It's extra stuff. It's not too much. I don't like I don't like my pockets to look full. I don't put anything in the back pocket. <laughs> I don't like back pocket either. No, I go to the back <coughs> pocket. <clears throat> Eric right, converted uh, me to the front pocket wallet. I highly recommend it. So I'll be modifying my. Key system for y'all because apparently that's <laughs> bad. I can. This is good. We've made progress. Look at this. We <laughs> took thirty-seven episodes. Uh, Thirty-three. All right. Well. Two seasons. But all right. So duly noted. Uh, for anyone else, you know, keep the keys on you. Although I do, I did just talk about this with like um, when you travel. I'm gonna start. I used to just keep them in like my bag that I take through security or whatever. All my keys would just stay in there, but now I'm going to put them in the bag through security, take them out, put them in my pocket, because all these reports I've been reading, um, you know, based, like transportation accidents or whatever, when you have to get out, you know, you don't grab the bag, you don't take any of that with you. So, like, your keys are going to be part of some investigation or whatever for who knows how long. And so, um, I mean, that's just not like anything else has gone wrong, but at the end of the day, if you still can't get into your house because your keys are stuck somewhere, that just would make things worse so all right all right i'll take the points all this all the stairs i'll I'll figure it out but well i think a to go home bake sounds like a wonderful idea daniel 
Um, well, if any of you have any article, any start over again. If anyone has any articles that they want to share with us, um, or if anyone wants to donate a T-shirt to Robin, just uh, hit us up at disasterdads.com or tweet us at disasterdads. Happy to take any donations. Um, and uh, I'm a medium, and I like the soft cotton ones. So. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, with that, we are the Disaster Dads. We panic so you don't have to, and uh, appreciate that everyone came and joined us. Take care. Bye.